Hey, uh, pick them. Fuck you in the title of your goddamn email. Okay. What? <laughs> okay, so that'll be that'll be the start of the podcast. But don't get mad at me because Joe takes shots at you that are jealousy. <laughs> for those of you, for those of you that obviously cannot see the title. Uh, the meeting. Joe sets all the Zoom meetings. He's he's the, the oh, he just, right under the bus. He throws me. He, I do not. Bobby sets he, the meetings. <laughs> he titled he titled the meeting. Byron is chubby, and and you know that this is a true story because that does not sound like anything I would ever say. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> all right. Well, with all that all right, said, here we go. Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts. Uh, Joe Sabula, Bobby Maximus, and Chubby, By- I mean, Byron Godfrey. Um, we are sponsored I by... last week, man, when the topics were serious. I watched the Michael Jordan documentary, and the main thing I took from that is that if you motivate, motivate people through bullying tactics, you'll get the best out of them. I'm trying to help oh, you. Okay. <laughs> we had this conversation already, man. How many times, how many times did they go to the finals, Byron? Six years, six rings. And by the way, if he doesn't retire and Krause keeps that team together, they win 10 in a row and the Houston Rockets win zero. So you out of your I, goddamn mind. You know what? <laughs> I kiss my hell no. Man, next. Listen. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Yeah, I'm not going to be back next week. Shit. No, not going to happen. Not going to anyway, happen. Our sponsors, before I was rudely interrupted by Byron, <laughs> Lalo Tactical. Go to Lalo.com, L-A-L-O.com. Use code Maximus50 for discount and 10,000, 10,000.cc. Use the code uh, Maximus15 for a discount. So, yeah, we'll start right there with the, with, with the last dance and Michael Jordan's bullying tactics and would the Bulls would have won 10 rings had things worked out differently. Byron, what, what are your thoughts on the, on the final episode of the last dance? Um. <laughs> Before we even get into that, I rebuke you and that r- ridiculous ass statement you just made. Do y'all not know we had Dream, the fucking <laughs> bull killer up in this song? Come on. Anyway. Okay, so you had you had one player. Who else? Man, did you we had more than one. We had Big Shot Bob. We had, come on, man. Robert Ory, man. The alien looking dude, Sam Cassell. We would have tortured them son of bitches. Oh, and then don't get me started on Mad Max. Vernon Maxwell? Oh, Vernon Maxwell. <laughs> See, those four, those four that you just mentioned, those were the, the possible team combinations on NBA Jam. And they were unstoppable on that game. <laughs> you, you know, Byron, I just, I, it's my obligation to tell you the truth. Anyone in the right mind's taking Mike over Akeem. Okay, I'm anyone, listening. Anyone in the right mind is taking... Scotty Pippen over Sam Cassell. Anyone in the right mind is ah, taking Rodman over Gordon Maxwell. And you are biased because you trained One of the things that we have learned about Scotty Pippen was that he had garden tool in his blood. Listen, <laughs> that's a horrible thing to say. And I, I hey. don't like using the word garden utensil <laughs> or garden tool to, to, to make fun of everybody. But I, I, I think, I think you guys would have been swept in four. You, are you, man, get the. Now, can we get on with the shit? Cause you on that. Man, listen, 
as far as the final episode, um, it did take me back because I was sitting there holding my breath. Like I didn't know that that shot was about to happen. You know, poor Brian Russell and his and his and his noise talking the whole time. They got him in more trouble. He should have just shut the hell up. Well, let's let's not let's not refer to him as poor Brian Russell. Everyone on the planet knew not to talk shit to Mike, except for him. Obviously not. <laughs> he he even told obviously Reggie. Not. He even told Reggie to his face, "Do not talk shit to Black Jesus." First of all, <laughs> Reggie Miller's a bad man. <laughs> Reggie Miller is a bad man. I'm with you, man. I'm with you 100% on this. <laughs> like, 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 Reggie's a bad name. You can make an argument, man. There, even with Steph Curry, is his shoot, man. Reggie Miller can shoot. That, man, yeah. If I'm Reggie, I'm talking. I'm talking. Look. What, Mike? Okay, you're Mike. And I can shoot the lights out of this son of a bitch. Let's yeah, go. I, I'm a big fan of Reggie, too. I bet you Mike liked him as well. You know, <laughs> Mike liked everybody because he beat everybody's ass. <laughs> yeah, well, no, listen. There, it's an interesting thing with Steve Kerr. He liked Steve Kerr a lot because Steve Kerr punched him in his chest. He wasn't taking shit. You know, I, um, it's it's hard to respect people if they just like bow down to you right away, right? So like yeah. the, the the guys that are willing to just stand up and kind of do the thing, like those are the ones that you give a little respect to. So I get that. I get that. But I also get like not not being the one who's gonna back down. Like if I if I have to go toe-to-toe with this guy, I have to see him as equals or I'm better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can't go in there and be like, oh no, I gotta guard a guy I can't guard because you're already defeated before you even begin. Not only that, it's just it's just human respect, Joe. I mean, you know, you and I, from minute one, you just treated me as one of your peers. I remember yeah. the first time I went to Misfit in Houston, and it was like, oh, my God, Bobby Maximus is in my gym. It was embarrassing. It took me <laughs> two years to come around on Byron after that. <laughs> Don't get on here talking that shit. <laughs> right? And listen, I got video evidence of my very first time in Salt Lake City where I said, fuck you, Bobby Maximus. Still got it in my phone. Was this was this when I called your cousin a poor man's Martin Lawrence? <laughs> it was actually after that fucked up 60-second uh, all-out airdyne you made me do, and my legs felt like they were about to explode. Now, that, to be fair, that, that is the correct response to that workout. I mean, he, that, yeah. you're not the only one who's actually said that to Bobby for making him do that. Yo, I we're at the, like, oh, we're, great job, guys. High five. Oh, wait a minute. There's one more thing. <laughs> and then the son of a bitch puts up, you must hit 70 <laughs> calories in this minute. Did you ever tell you? And you I, made it, and I made 71. And I was like, you, I'm not did, doing this shit yet. You met my buddy Ethan, right? I think you guys are at yeah. like a level two together or whatever. But he, he had to do it twice. He had to do that <laughs> twice because it was his 40th when we were down there. And he didn't hit the number the first time around. So Bobby gave <laughs> me the choice of either making him hit a particular number or doing the minute all out again. And I thought I was being nice by letting him just hit the 40. And it took him a minute because he was shot after doing it the first time. And now Byron's froze. Uh, Everybody's froze. That means I'm froze. Yeah. I did. I went blind. I did. did. Ah, there you are. No, no idea. No idea. Well, that's your fault. You should have read up on me. All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> moving moving on we'll we'll keep it with sports uh 
it's come out that LeBron James in the lockout year was offered an actual real contract from the Cowboys. Would he have been a great tight end? Yes or no? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Why do you say that? Uh, the man's probably one of the best athletes to, to ever walk the face of the earth. At his size, with his speed and athleticism. I, well, I think, I, too, I, like, like knowing you've got that guy at tight end, like that's a very specific tool. That's something you can use, you know? Listen. Like it, it's, it changed. And, and the other team's going to be looking at you like, holy crap, they got LeBron James at tight end. Like now you have, you have a, a, an element there. You have a, a oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just a tool in the toolbox that you wouldn't otherwise have. I don't think there's a lot of guys out there that could play tight end the way that he could play tight end. Look at it like this. How many basketball players never touch the field? How forwards go out for their, their college's pro day and end up getting a contract and end up being pretty damn special at a tight end? Tony Gonzalez. No, Tony Gonzalez did actually play Antonio Gates. Now he's one. Shit, Jimmy Graham. I mean, you can go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So, you okay, so I, I agree with you on theory. But what happens when your guy uh, – James Joseph Watt puts a helmet in his back and knocks him to the ground. Is like I said, I think he'll be fine. All right, I think he'll be fine. You know what you're getting into. You're you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna walk into the NFL and be like, well, nobody better hit me. (laughs) Just saying, it's different. Different sport. Some guys don't respond well to getting laid out. You know what I mean? And 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 sometimes you get clutch LeBron, and sometimes you get LeBron with cramps. Just depends on 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 what you get. <laughs> hey, I, listen, I caught a cramp last night because you know I'm not I'm fasting right now. I got one more week of this, man. Listen, cramps are painful as hell, and had he if if he felt what I felt, y'all <laughs> carrying me too. Now, I want to make it clear as well, the, the unsavory tactics of the San Antonio Spurs, they cranked the heat up in the arena. Just screw that man. It wasn't exactly like it was all his fault. Allegedly, the air conditioner was broken. <laughs> what it was. All right, B, your favorite receiver of all time. Uh, he, he goes by many names. Hachigo, Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson. He left a person a $1,000 tip in a restaurant this weekend to try and support them. He's, he's known for being a little, little uh, what's the word I'm looking for, mentally unstable. But it seems that he's a really good dude. I would agree. I, I don't even think he's unstable. I think, he, um, I think every move that he makes is intentional. You know, I, I mean, if you've, if you've listened to him talk, I think he means what he what he does. I think he he he, he wants that attention. It was on purpose. Um, so he's, well, that that, that, that like fits my read of this too because I was reading about this and you know it, it it's like was this just a random uh, oh I'm at this restaurant and I'm just going to give this random guy a thousand bucks or is, was this like a place that he frequented and he kind of knew the guy and he probably had some conversations you know and then he's sitting there going like well shit I could give this guy a thousand bucks I wouldn't even miss it like. That, that, that I think is even a better story than like, Oh, some rich guy gave a poor guy a thousand bucks. Like, Hey, thanks for the handout. You know? Yeah. So I want to know 
why our sports stars are the ones supporting everybody, but the CEOs of these large companies, they're saying, that's, fuck that's all That's a good point because when the revolution comes and we and start like lining people up against the wall, like the, all the billionaires and the CEOs, like this dude gets a pass. Yeah, you know, I, for a thousand bucks, man. Yeah, you can go. I think so too. I just wonder why Jeff Bezos isn't bailing people out like this or helping people out, but maybe he is. I don't no, know. He's not even offering hazard pay. He's not. No. W- why not? Uh, uh, well, because um, he needs all his money in his offshore account, apparently, and not in the hands of his employees. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you know he doesn't pay corporate taxes, so where's the incentive to actually invest in, your money in your own business anymore? In, in fairness, he is in a cutthroat race to become the first trillionaire, trillionaire. on the planet. Trillionaire. Trillionaire. So I mean, he's a competitive guy. I get it. That's that bullshit. At a certain point, the, the rest of us are just going to have to stand back, just stand up and just take back what is ours. That's, that's all there is to it. The revolution's coming, folks. All right, Byron. So Chad Johnson is out here, out here leaving tips. And then on the other hand, we've got trust fund kids complaining about how bad it is to be quarantined and... Uh, how people should just shut up and stay home and, 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 and mind their business. Do you take offense to it when some silver spoon sucking rich kid who's on a trust fund is complaining about how bad life is right now? When there's like people all over who are unemployed and struggling. Oh, no doubt. Come on, man. Like they, sh- you know, the, you know what I would do with these people? Just, oh, it's rough. Come on, let's get on out. Miss <laughs> a few places down here in Houston. We can drop them off. And since you want to be outside so damn bad, hang out with these people right here. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what you do. You want to be out. Now you want to see what it's like being bad. And in addition to that, I'm going to go ahead and give you some cash money on you while you're walking <laughs> in. Well, I, I heard the argument, Byron. Byron, I, I heard the argument. Dude, just, just carry this sign that says, I'm a rich yeah, kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a rich kid with your fucking loafers on and whatever the hell you part of, whatever the hell y'all wear. I don't wear the shit. I got on a fucking sleeveless hoodie, like a fucking hoodie that I cut the sleeves off right now. So are you are you saying that that if if Beans's mama dropped him off in, in Houston with his <laughs> with his Gucci slides and his Louis belt. Motherfucker coming back barefoot. Motherfucker <laughs> coming back barefoot with his pants, pants hanging off his ass. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> no shoes on with his pants hanging off his ass. Because they're going to take both of them. Yeah, Beans, is, Beans can handle himself, man. He's been taught Taekwondo by Joe. He's good. <laughs> hey, okay. <laughs> now listen. Do you buy the argument, though, because someone presented this to me the other day, that we got to be sympathetic with these people because it's not their reality? No. Nope. They should know better. Regardless what your reality is, you just shut up and know better. I'm going to take that further. I'm going to say, yes, we're going to approach this with a little empathy. We're going to approach this with, uh, with, you know, open hearts and open minds, and we're going to recognize their reality. And then we're still going to drop them off downtown Houston with Byron for an afternoon because I don't give a shit. And that might sound a little bit callous, but it's like your reality is a lie. Your reality is, is not reality. And that's the point. So yes, I understand where you're coming from. Yes, I understand your frustration, but you still need to see the really real reality out there. 
You still need right. to get out of that and, and experience the real world. And just because you have money does not give you the right to just like, just ignore like reality. Like it's, it's I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not bad, but I understand like it's people out there that are struggling and hurt. But mm-hmm. one of it is because I came from a, I came from that. So I know what it feels like not to have. So I, I got a little bit of empathy there. All right. It, this leads to a bit more of a serious topic. I was actually on a podcast yesterday with a guy named Tony Blauer, uh, Joe's good friend, Byron, you don't know who he is. There's generally three people that are regarded as the baddest men in Canadian history. Uh, Tony Blauer, George St. Pierre and Robert Maximus McDonald. Anyway, I digress. He asked me a question. What would I do to, to deal with this Corona mess right now? I want to know what you would do, both of you, what your plan would be to get us out of this mess. Ooh, don't mm. Joe, I'll let you go. You're smarter than me, man. <laughs> get to work, folks. Like, get to work. This is the reality of the world. You know what I mean? Like, if you had an office job that required you to be in an office in order to make money, like, you might have to find another way right now. I, put this exercise out there. If you had to come up with 500 bucks by the end of the week, what would you do? Could you do it? Or are you just completely screwed? And then actually, why, why, why aren't you doing that? You know, Joe, I actually have an answer to this and yeah. it's kind of our next topic and we'll get to it later, but I'm starting an OnlyFans account, but, um, <laughs> next we'll talk a little <laughs> bit more. Byron, why are you laughing? You're going to be one of the first signups. I know how you roll, but, um, okay. Back to your thing, Joe. Sorry. Yeah. So like what I'm saying, and, and I remember hearing Gary V say something about this. Like if you need to make some money this weekend, like go on eBay, buy something cheap and then turn around and sell it for more than you bought it for. Like it's not rocket science. You know, like if you need to find a way to make money, you need to find a way to make money. And if doing that in an office surrounded by other people is not an option, well, guess what? It's not an option. You know what I mean? And until the world shifts, like you can't just sit back and and wait for, for your ex employer or wait for some billionaire to decide that he's going to pay you for something like go out and find a way, be an entrepreneur. You know, people talk about the American spirit, but all I've seen since this whole COVID thing starts a bunch of whining and complaining, like do something. As a whole, Joe, I'm putting you in charge. I'm uh, replacing uh, Trump with you. All right. And you got to make you, you actually don't have to deal with the Senate. You don't got to deal with the Republic. You don't got to deal with the, the House of Commons or, or with the legislature, or whatever we have. You are making the decision. What are you going to do to get this country out of this mess? I, I, honestly, I believe it's got to be started at the local smallest level first. You know what I mean? You're a, a small business in a small town. Like, guess what? You can't have more than five people in your space because you got to have six feet separation. We're, we're following the CDC guidelines that everybody else has just thrown out. Make it work within these guidelines. You know, when we've got a vaccine, when it's clear, when we know that we've got this handled, then we can relax these rules. But this is what it's going to be. Find a way and, and, and let people find a way. And then the people who are successful, guess what? They're going to be successful and everybody's going to want to do what they do. Like that's the whole spirit of capitalism here. Right. But I think the playing field has changed and people are just ignoring that it's changed. You know, don't, don't give me the green light to just go back to the mall and be a consumer like we were before. Like, no, it's, it's time to move on from that. It's time to do something different. And, and, and we can't just sit back, not thinking about what we're going to do. Like do something, get your ass to work, go out and mow lawns. If you need to make money, you know what I mean? Go out and do services for people. Get creative. What about you, Byron? Um, if it's me, 
being a business owner, one of the things that I've that I've recognized right now is like our what we used to do can't happen anymore. Like we have a new normal now. And um, one of the things that I think uh, is very important is just really to try to get everybody to understand that the, the way the world was before, we will, we can't go back to that. Um, and so I, I think the big thing is, is it's very similar to Joe is when you start at the local level, they know a lot more than you do about what's happening, right? Put it on them first to, to uh, come up with a solution for their people. Now you're working conjunction with state and federal governments, mm-hmm. but um, if I'm at the top, if I'm in Trump's shoes, it's, hey, local leaders, figure out what it is you want, and then it works its way up. Just like any other thing in politics should be. We should worry about local first, yeah. and then let, uh, let the federal government be the last thing that comes into play. Amen, brother. You guys, you guys are nice. I actually said on Tony Blair's podcast, I'd shut this whole shit down for 30 days. I think it's 14 to deal with the corona. No one would be allowed out of their house. You're not even allowed to go to the grocery store. Everything's going to be mail order and you deal with your problems. At the same time, I'd push pause on everybody's mortgage, everybody's credit card payments, every utility thing. I would tell big business owners, we've been giving you tax breaks for years. It's time for you to pay us back. And I would make sure that anyone that was deemed truly essential, and I'm not talking like, like, did you guys see that dude from Amazon who was talking about how people were ordering dildos on the internet, how dildos were not essential. And out of all the things he could have named that he could have went after <laughs> toys, razor blades, like whatever he went after dildos. Anyway, I would make sure that people that were essential were getting the proper hazard pay. Cause they were in the line of fire. I'd shut the borders down. You want to come into this country? You are locked down for 30 days, quarantined and done. And I'd nuke this thing in 30 days and we'd all go back about our lives. I just don't think anyone has the will to do that. How do you lock people in their homes? Like that, that goes, that, that, that goes, listen, that goes against what number one, it goes against everything American for, for, for us just to come in and say, hey, you can't move. That's number, that's number one. But number two, um, when you keep people indoors, you know, just like I do, outside is very important to your health, right? We're talking about sunlight. We're talking about all the things that actually help our immune system, right? Then you're talking about how you going to mail order some shit and people in the house. Like there's going to have to be somebody out delivering this shit. There's going to be some human contact, period. That's right? why those people would be essential. Now, keep in mind, Byron, my, my answer is also formed by the fact that I'm from a socialist republic. So <laughs> we play by the rules in Canada than you do here. That's why y'all lose war. Well, go ahead. <laughs> You're saying, but, but everyone's got to be on board with it. Like, and, and the reason I say that, it sounds really harsh, but I feel like we're in a world right now where we either have to do that scenario exactly that I just prescribed, or we just open everything up and say, fuck it and deal with the collateral damage because this in between way we're going Right. I feel like this is what's really hurting people. It's all or nothing. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah. You got you got to pick a direction and you got to go with it. This this middle of the road stuff is like Joe what you were saying is just, you know, find a way to adapt so this is great. I just want to know what I'm dealing with. Are you guys going to like I, I, I get you. And and that would be great. If but the problem is you're going to have these gun-toting crazy freaking right-wing son of a bitches storming fucking state capitol. So this, this is a perfect segue to the, my next topic because this pissed me off. A video came out of a Costco employee 
kicking somebody, taking their cart because they didn't have a mask in Costco. And then the person, listen, the person who didn't have the mask, their response was, this is a free country. I can do what I want. But I'm thinking Costco is not public property. It's a private business. So this freedom of, of, of rights, that door swings both ways. I can walk up to you and say, I don't like the stupid lion on your shirt. You can fuck off. And you can't come in my gym or shop in my store. It's like this, this, you, I'm, I'm going to do what I want, when I want, how I want, but don't you dare tell me what to do either. Fuck yeah. off with that. Yeah. No. Okay. So that scenario is twofold. Number one, I, uh, I'm 100% with you on that. But number two, I'll be damned if anybody touched me and kicked me out of anything. Bitch, I'll beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? okay, what? I can't escort me out. Tell me to leave. Get the police and, like, you guys get out, whatever. But you don't put your hands on. And you, but, so I went to Costco just yesterday. And the guy was like, hey, you have to have a mask to come in. And the police officer was sitting right there next to him. You know what I mean? Like, yo. This is what we got set up, and, but I'm sane enough to understand that private business, you have the right to refuse business. And yeah, I mean, if you have a rule, imagine this, you have a rule at Misfit Strength Conditioning that you got to wear masks and someone comes in and they're like, I ain't wearing one. You don't have to let that person in your business. As much as that person has their rights, you mm-hmm. also have your rights. And I get real tired of people trying to live this hypocritical lifestyle of like property, brother. You don't get to just do what you property. want. To you don't property. get to just <laughs> go in Costco. Go, you know what, sir? You are welcome to shop somewhere else. Well, that's, that's the freedom that? in this situation, right? It's not freedom from rules. Like there has to be rules or nobody's free. The complete absence of rules is what creates that, that power imbalance where nobody is actually free. You know, the guy with the gun is the one who makes all the rules in that scenario. So like we, we all agree to respect each other's private property. We agree to, to, you know, that murder should be illegal and that there should be legal consequences for it. That's why that stuff exists. You're not just free to do whatever the hell you want, say whatever the hell you want and not face consequences. You're free to face your consequences. Yeah, which is free. You're, you, you can go shop at Target, Walmart, mm-hmm. wherever else you want to go, but you are not welcome in my establishment. I, I tend to deal with things in different ways. I, I tend to... I imagine myself being Tony Montana and dealing with things the way he would. And there's a rumor that there's a new Scarface remake that just got greenlit. Are are you guys here for that? Hell no. Hell no. You don't what? mess with the classic. Hell no. <laughs> what if what if I told you that the other Michael Jordan Michael B. Jordan give a damn. has signed on to play the league. Nope. Don't, don't, don't touch it. Don't. What if it's that. a different story? What if it's like Scarface? Then it's not change the name. name. Yeah. Change the name. Listen, Hollywood, can we do better than just constantly recreating the same movies? I mean, I understand the idea. There's only so many real plots in literature, right? Like, you know, boy meets girl, boy loses girl, whatever. Like, be inspired by something and then take it a new direction. I don't need to see the same movie 12 times in my lifetime. You know what I mean? I don't need to see the animated version of Lion King and then the live version of Lion King and then another remake of the original. Like, I'm sure it's great. Fine. But I mean, can we do, can we get some, some, some 
honest to God, original material. Like, why is that so hard? Are you guys like, so like, I don't know. I, I it, it baffles me. There's so many good books out there. Pick one and make a movie out of it. Yeah. Uh, but make a movie out of a movie. Definitely not that. Like you can't, you can't, you can't mess with that. That is. No. That's, that's, that's not okay. What if, what if somebody from who made Scarface signs up on it? Because I'll tell you, Byron, Beans almost got beat for the first time in his life the other day. We were we were driving and Frankie Beverly came on before I let go and he said he stole Beyonce's song. We pulled the car over. I grabbed him by his little neck. We had a little chat. But it turns out that Frankie Beverly, he he thought that Beyonce covering his song was the greatest moment of his life. Hey, I respect, you know, being from the South, that's New Orleans and all that good old stuff. Let me tell you what, I, Frankie, I love you, and I pray to God you live forever. <laughs> but nah, like that's just I can't. No, I know you. I know you gave her your blessing, but before I let go, it's a classic where I'm from. That's 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 the barbecue jam right there, man. And, and nah, Beyonce, you can't have that. And I'll tell you, looking looking at you now that you lean back, you look like you've eaten a lot of barbecue lately. What's going on with you? <laughs> You're lying. How much? How much? How much bread? How much? How much bread? How much bread did you eat this weekend, Byron? A whole entire two loaves. All right, it looks like it. You have a carb bloat. I'm gonna help you out. We'll talk about it. All right. Okay. So we we also have uh, back to the money thing. They want baseball players to take a pay cut to play this year. Some baseball players are saying, hell no. What are your guys, what are your guys thoughts on that? Listen, and, I, I, I've heard this argument. Come on for the love of the game. Great. For the love of the game, the owners can take the pay cut. I'm, I'm with you hundred percent, Joe. Byron, what about you? I'm with Joe. I got to agree. I'm always on the side of the player. Like these billionaires, like you, you want us to lose the money? And we're the ones out there, you know. Taking all the risk, not being allowed to see their families, all that stuff. I mean, here's what it comes down to for me. If there's $3 billion of revenue on the table in the baseball season and yep. the baseball players are routinely getting 1.5, give them two. Give them 2.5. Because even if, as long as you're an owner and you don't lose money this year, you're still making money because the value of your franchise is going up. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm always on the side of players, you know, when it comes to things like that, lockouts, contracts, stuff like that. Yeah. Give me, uh, give me the players mm -hmm. all day. All right. How do we get, how do we get some of the Spotify podcast money? Joe Rogan just, just licensed his podcast to Spotify for a hundred million dollars. You guys, we need to come up with a plan. We need more viewers. <laughs> we need more listeners. We need more. I, I, I don't even need 100 mil. I'll, I'll split three mil with you guys. Three equal. Well, actually, you're, you're kind of newer than me and Joe. Me and Joe will take uh, 1.4 each. We'll give you a couple of hundred Gs for your But, but I mean, like, we'll just take three million. We'll be good. Nah. I'm holding out. I'm on the side of the players on this one. We're going to have to negotiate a contract, man. <laughs> but for real, how do we, we get have, our We money have back? just recreated that dynamic, like, tangibly. This is incredible. Uh, what an experience. How, how, do we get, how, do we get, how do we get our money from Spotify? Man, 
Maybe if we get uh, get Mike Tyson on a few times, see what other guests we can get on here. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the the number. Like, what is the number when they start actually paying you out for downloads? Right. Like that's what we got to figure out. I I do know Joe Rogan has by far the most popular podcast in the world. Podcast is a weird place. Like, yeah. Technically, we're one of those popular podcasts on the planet, but there's a big range between Joe Rogan and us. Let's be serious. Mm-hmm. And Byron, speaking of that range, don't you get it twisted? Speaking of the last dance, we talked about that. I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm Michael, and I'm not going to call Joe Scotty. Joe might be Michael. I might be Scotty. But but if Joe and I are Michael and Scotty, you're you're like Jed Bushler or Scotty Burrell. <laughs> don't get your role around here. Where's the leave? Where's the leave button? Goddamn! You know, better watch it. I like am. Or, or if you want another classic example, Joe you know and I, I are like the magic Kareem to your, well, shit, you ain't even James Worthy. I, I wouldn't insult hey, that you know man. You hey, hey, I'm gone. Fuck y'all. How about that? <laughs> All right? Hey, you know who I'm about to be? I'm about to get a driving on your ass. How about that? I'm about to go to Vegas and y'all gonna be looking for me. Final. <laughs> Final, <laughs> final question. Hey, and this is right, this is for you, Byron, because you're a man of unsavory principles. I saw a video the other day on my favorite comedian's channel. Uh, his name's James Jefferson. Uh, what would you do if your girl came to you and said she started an OnlyFans page? You asking me? <laughs> I wish I wish people could see your face because you're thinking about this. Your girl comes in and says, I have an OnlyFans page. What does Byron Godfrey do? How much money are we making? Hey, you're, this is why I like you because I feel Again, like... He's on the side of the players. I love it. I, I, feel like that's, I feel like if my wife came to me and said, I want to start an OnlyFans page, I, I, my question would be, how much, how much revenue are we talking? Yeah. How much money I, are we making? In my heart, I want to say no, but if she said I, I made four hundred thousand dollars last month, I huh. hey, Man, hey I, let me tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm bringing her water. <laughs> I'm gonna get her ass up. Hey, 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 get your ass up! You better get up right now. What the hell is wrong with you? Get your ass up. So i I have been I have been trying to hustle to make more money. Can can a can a guy have an OnlyFans page? Can I start one? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, you again, you it, it is a free country. Right. I mean, just... good luck. Byron, would you, would you would you sign up for my OnlyFans page to support me? I don't even want to be on this podcast with your ass. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> or, 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 I really don't feel like hearing your, your calling me talking about B. What happened? Where you at? Where you? I don't want to hear all that. I'll talk to Joe. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Byron and I are we're holding out. We're gonna we're gonna start our own podcast. Oh, now you're on my that. side, Joe. You were just laughing with him a second ago when I was Judd Bushler. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, Byron. Byron, I just it's not my fault. This last dance documentary, I keep coming back to it, but it has taught me that leading people through merciless bullying tactics breeds success. No, and leading cowards through that shit. I'm gonna tell you right now. Keep on. Listen, Horace Grant should have whooped Michael Jordan's ass. I said that last week. Don't take too much more of this bullying. But mm. he didn't. 
He didn't. You uh, know why? Because he is not me. We will fight every day. <laughs> so if I tried to take your lunch, you would fight me? Every damn day. Until you know, I'm tired. I love I'm tired. it. You, do, you, do you not remember? What does your line say? Every damn day. How, how quickly you forget when I took you for lunch at the Wasatch Grill in Salt Lake City in Sugar House and I confiscated your salad. No, I finished eating that salad. I ate it. <laughs> you talk shit, but I still ate that salad. And it was delicious. You know what I did? I think I added salmon to that salad that day. That's what I did. All right. All right. One more question for you guys. The, the versus thing has blown up. Uh, these battles, Nelly and Ludacris had a battle on the weekend. It was phenomenal. It, it brought me back to all my childhood. Nobody wants a piece of Mary J. Blige or Dr. Dre. Can you name any two people that could potentially challenge those two in a head-to-head versus? Now, keep in mind, they asked... Are we talking about about heartbreak Mary J. Or, (laughs) like, recently? Because when she was going through it, there was nobody better in the game. That was that, you know... She was messing with your boy from Jodeci and he had just broken her heart and then she was putting out fire then. Then all of a sudden she got comfortable. And yeah, I, I don't think I've listened to Mary J. Blige since. Sorry. So they were talking about her, Swiss and, and, and Timbo were talking about her, that not even Missy wants a piece of Mary J. They asked her. They figured that the only one that they could get to challenge Mary J. was was Lauren Hill. But, but she's she's... Pretty hard to get a hold of, apparently. Yo, listen. Oh, man. Lauren or Mary? It's the 411 straight up against this education of Lauren Hill. But like, like, like you guys, I, I just want to point legendary. out, nobody right now in this conversation is talking about Dre. And I think that's exactly the way this conversation goes every time this comes up. Because who would? I mean, who would want to do that? Because there's a whole other level of not just like, ability, skill, even the intimidation of a, some kind of competition, but like everybody in the industry has so much respect for that man. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, Every, so, so it would be really hard for even a, a phenomenal performer to say, yeah, like, let's go head to head. Like, it, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know that that's the right. You look at the lineage that just follows Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can't compete with that. Mm-mm. Like, come on. From... And that's what I mean. Like anybody, anybody from like a, a like talent or a skill the, side. Like, yeah, they would. They would be like, "Well, why would I do that?" He's like, my, game, man. "Like, come on, yeah. yeah." Like Dre is like, "Why are we even talking about Dre?" Dre is like on another planet. Just, yeah, just go, Dre. Can Timberland? Can Timberland compete with Dre in a no. head for head twenty? No, no. Now Timberland has some beats. Like he got some amazing songs, and but we're talking about longevity in the game. We're talking about the people who have come from him. Like, nah, I'm sorry. Dre is like the godfather of production. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, come on, yeah. I mean. Right. Gotta ask it. And keep in mind, there are some huge people listening to these podcasts. You need to watch right now. You breaking up over there with that... Uh, Janky ass Wi-Fi you got in the mountains, man. 
my booty ass. <laughs> I, will take janky, <laughs> I should just end this right now. Yeah, we'll do it next week for another episode of the okay. Max of Us podcast. Hey, y'all can see this man, Rob. He like he pop locking in his video and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, are you are you done? Are you done, Byron? Oh no! Listen, you've been going off on me all damn day. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize. This, this is I. I needed to ask you, and keep in mind, Houston people listen to this podcast. Jay Prince Ray. I can't hear you. Say what? You broke up. <laughs> you you heard me, Jay Prince or Dre? What are we talking about? This music in a music battle. <laughs> For the sake of my yes. life, all day, eight <laughs> time, baby, eight time. You better recognize. I was gonna say you were gonna get him hey. to the hey. ground. Eight time all day. You know what I mean? All right. I'm just letting y'all know where my loyalty lies. Okay. All right. Well, you guys, this has been fun. Uh, Byron, I'm, I apologize. It seems I hurt your feelings. You're, you're all your feelings over there. It's sensitive. All right. Just trying to listen, man. I just want to tell you from the heart. I just want to see you win. I want to see you get better. And and you may hate me because you ain't ever won anything. But I'm just uh, I'm trying to help you. And if you if you guys don't like that, they don't have to play with me. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I am amazed that you actually have friends. Joe, why do we mess with this guy, man? Why? I, I, you know, I, I, I'm... We keep coming back. I, I'm I'm second guessing a lot hey, right now. Hey, we really... <laughs> I wonder why I don't answer the phone when you call. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, it hurts. It hurts. Uh, Joe, you can call anytime. All right, man. This guy over here... Not me. Remember that, Byron. The next time you call me, the next time you call me, crying, crying because you're overweight, crying on a vegan diet, crying because you don't know what Zoom is, and I have to help you with that. I'll remember that. Hey, I'm coming down there. I only want to go to one place. Pretty Pretty Bird. Bird. That's it, baby. Let's go to Pretty Bird. Man. We, we we can do that. But I'm going to remember all these hurtful things that you throw in my way. The other thing I do, I do want to add for the people out there so they get the dynamic in our relationship. Byron would never speak to me this way from not behind a computer screen. Like in real life, he knows. Keyboard gangster, right? Is that what it is? Is what I, like I tell my 11-year-old son, you're feeling yourself right now, aren't you? You're safe behind your little computer screen. I'm coming to the church just so we can have this conversation face-to-face. We are going to have to get, we, we will get an in-person live and we'll do that live, live. Like, well, it won't be no, like live you, to tape. We're gonna just broadcast, and we're just—we're just not even gonna have a script or nothing. And you tell me, Joe, when I'm on the next plane to Salt Lake, buddy. All right, let's get there. Let's well, get there and come fast. I—I suggested we do that, Byron. You get your affairs in order first. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming. I'm coming ready. 
I'm ready. Right, this is done before we go down a real bad road. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for putting up with us. Hopefully you enjoy this shit. I don't know. <laughs> you like it, cool. If you don't, that's that's fine, too. We don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs>